Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury. Hi dancers, welcome back to Conversations with the Pros. Tonight I am chatting with dancer Ashley Liu. We have a couple announcements before we get going. Conversations with the Pros is actually taking a little bit of a hiatus until the summer so that I can gear down for a couple fun projects that I have coming for you. So stay tuned for all that. Hi. Hi, Hi Ashley. Where are you that it's so sunny and beautiful? Um, I'm in the Sunset Recreation Center at UCLA. Oh my gosh, gorgeous. It's really pretty today, so I thought I'd go outside. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks it. it. I mean, UCLA is a gorgeous school in general, um, but it looks <laughs> like you've got nice weather today, which is great. Yes. Well, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, same. I'm really looking forward to connecting. I would love for you to give us an introduction about who you are, your journey. I'm Ashley, again, um, for those of you who don't know me, I have been dancing since I was three years old. It's always been a passion of mine. I started strictly doing ballet around six or seven, um, and that's where like my passion for pursuing ballet in particular started. Mm -hmm. um, when I was 12, I competed at YGP and made it to the final round where I was offered um, a full scholarship to study at the Academy of Princess Grace. Um, I also received the gold medal that year, so that was really exciting. Um, that's when I feel like my like professional mindset um, really began because there was a plan set out. It was like going to college for ballet. Mm -hmm. um, and the future was really bright. Um, that whole year was an absolutely incredible experience. I wouldn't have traded it for anything. I learned so much, I met so many people. Um, I learned a lot about who I am as a dancer and um, as we'll get into nutrition and how I was able to feed my body without um, my parents kind of helping me with that. Mm -hmm. um, but then after that year, I left the academy. I wanted to be closer to home. My mom also thought that was the wise idea. I was 13, so very reasonable. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just spent some time at home, regrouping, reconnecting with friends. Um, I started a normal high school. I still trained at Southland Ballet Academy. Will always be my home studio. Um, they're amazing. And then after that, for a little bit, I went to study um, during the summer at like Ellison Ballet and for Houston Ballet for a short mm. amount of time, which was absolutely incredible as well. Um, and then after that, I stayed home. I started training with a private coach and again at Southland, um, did YGP again, did Spotlight, um, Young Arts, amazing opportunities. 
Um, and then I am somehow here at UCLA now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that was kind of a quick overview. <laughs> yeah. So just to back up a little bit, I really want to dive into your time abroad at the young age of 13, because that is definitely on the young side. Most of the dancers I've had on this show, and it's been two years already, um, a lot of them have gone abroad but usually it's closer to like the 17 year mark 17 year old mark so so you're 13 you do incredible at YG, ygp uh you get this scholarship to princess grace talk to me about the decision making with your parents and how that all went down yes um i would like to say i'm very convincing <laughs> because my mom definitely didn't want to let me go and mm. looking back i completely completely understand that. At the time, as a little, not bratty 13-year-old, but a little <laughs> know-it-all 13-year-old, I was like, no, I've got this. I can live mm -hmm. on my own. I want to pursue my dreams. Like, this is what's going to get me there. And I had a very strict mindset and a very closed mindset of like, yeah. this is my way or the highway. Like, we are going to do this. So I spent like all summer convincing my mom from that time I got the scholarship until, um, still throughout I went and spent the summer at Princess Grace when I was 12 mm -hmm. without them as well so that whole time I like turned 13 there still convincing my mom like this is the best thing ever this is like amazing you know like they have amazing teachers here like I'm I'm gonna go here and somehow by the end of that summer course I had convinced her that this is where I was gonna go spend the next year yeah. I don't know how it happened. We prayed a lot about it. It was a big decision for our family, and it was definitely a hard one, um, not just for her, but also for me. Um, when the time came to say goodbye, it was definitely a reality check of like, whoa, like my mom is leaving me now. Like, like I, I was, I remember, I will never forget this moment as I was hugging her for the last time, and I was just like, this is real. Like, I'm going to actually be on my own now. Yeah, so. and... <laughs> I mean, 13 is such a vulnerable age for dancers. So I understand her perspective and the perspective that you now understand, obviously being older than yeah. you were in regards to that being a very challenging time and not just a dancer, but really like any, anyone's life, because there's so many changes happening, changes with our body, changes with our mindset. Um, and it can be also a, a time, very impressionable time um, to be in such an intense environment when it comes yeah. to dance. So my next question is, you know, when it came to food, when it came to fueling your body, was it at that time that you realized like, hey, I'm using my body a lot right now, I need to start figuring out how to fuel it, eat more. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, it was definitely hard to figure that out. Um, the food at the time um, at Princess Grace was not the best. Mm -hmm. um, I Before I went there, I was eating a lot of home food, and I didn't really have to think about it because my mom um, would just give it to me. But at Princess Grace, I felt like there was limited, and I didn't noticed that until a little bit into the program where I was like okay like my body was feeling a little down or you know not as energized as it used to um sure. so that was definitely a learning curve I never believed in cutting anything out that's mm -hmm. something my mom taught me from a very young age so that was a good thing to have on my shoulders 
but it definitely took some time of like, okay, so how much is the right portion my body needs? What's going to make me feel good? Like, yes, I can eat everything, but how much of what is going to benefit me? Yeah, that's such a really great point. So first of all, doing that at 13 years old is not easy, right? Not because easy like I said, there, no. <laughs> there's, there's so many changes happening. Your baseline is constantly fluctuating between the ages of like 13, I would say even up to like 25. Um, so like that exploration of figuring out what works for your body, what foods feel good, what amounts of foods feel good, rather than let's just say like an external source, like for example, a Googled meal plan telling you what you should and should not eat. Those are the things that we try to avoid or what I encourage dancers to avoid because they're so regimented. Um, it's important that dancers, especially younger dancers, take that trial and error almost, right? Get, like patience with themselves, what it sounds like you had to do um, in regards to figuring out what is working and perhaps what isn't working. Yes, I am definitely one of those who is like Googling, okay, what's a good meal plan? That right. did not work for me. But sure. I can tell mm -hmm. you right now that did not work for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. And for all the dancers listening, you know, be weary of what you are Googling. I always encourage, and it's a subtle plug, I do have a blog, dancenutrition.com, where I go through pretty much every tip under the sun for how dancers can fuel their body in a sustainable way rather than in a restrictive way. Um, so highly recommend that for any of the dancers listening. I recommend but I'm not... that too. Go look yeah. at the box. It's amazing. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So, okay. So you realized throughout that year that you were really homesick and you wanted to head home. Totally understandable at 13, but talk to us about that process as well, because that's something that's really challenging for a lot of dancers. I talk about this a lot, actually, in regards to our environments. And for different reasons, like for you, it was sounds like the main reason was being homesick. For different reasons, it can be very challenging for a dancer to change the environment that they're in. And you took that leap to actually leave because you were homesick. So tell us about that. Okay. At first, it was a little bit against my will, I will say. Okay. I'm not even going to lie. Sure, <laughs> um, sure. Looking back, my mom made the correct decision for me as an individual. Um, I got so lost in loving the classes every day, getting to take four or five ballet classes and two hours on point, this and that. And my little ballerina nerd inside was just, you know, so excited. Um, but my mom actually was the one who recognized my mental health wasn't where it should be. She could tell that my because of my mental health, my body was also not giving me the energy I needed to continue dancing um, to the level that I wanted to be. Um, although I did improve, it was definitely like she could tell I was a little more yellow, she said, um, because I wasn't getting some of the nutrients that um, she knew I needed and was helping guide me to know what to give my body. And then also my mental state and I was with people who were, I mean, it was like teenagers raising teenagers. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a strong parental person by my side when I got home. When I got home, I would, if I was having a tough day, it'd be just myself and my mom yeah. on a broken FaceTime call trying to comfort me. And that was really difficult for us because my mom is my best friend. Like 
we were talking about this the other week actually she's like I raised you as my best friend and I I was like yeah pretty much like <laughs> we're two peas in a pod we do not like being apart number one so that was um an adjustment um to how she was parenting me from 6,000 miles away um so she was one who recognized it first I didn't know it because I was so caught up in the glory of the school which absolutely is amazing um but she realized it wasn't the right place for me so she was like Ashley I think it's time to come home and of course I missed her um but it took a little convincing even when I got home I was like what is going on like that was my dream um but in the end looking back it took me a while but she really did pull me out of a situation where I could have gone down a bad road with food my mental health and um the person I would have become Wow. Honestly, I applaud your mom for really taking that leap. And I applaud you too, actually, for listening to her and accepting that there were declines. Specifically, I want to focus on your mental health, um, because that's not something that is really spoken about at the elite level. And it should be. And, you know, things are actually starting to change a bit. We're talking about it a little bit more, um, but especially at the pre-professional elite level uh, for dancers. The emotional and mental bearing of the training that we dancers do is so extreme that if you don't have that support at the end of the day, if you're coming home, like you said, and it's just you and there's perhaps not as much connection for you to maybe even just like vent about your day, to reflect about your day, that can be super challenging. Yes. Agreed. A hundred percent. Wow. So thank you so much for telling us about that because I really do feel like maybe some other younger dancers listening could, you know, either relate to that and perhaps assess whether or not they can build a, um, a support system. And if they don't have that support system, then a change is encouraged because like you said, you were headed down a road that wasn't going to be great for your relationship with both yourself and your, your plate. Very true. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Ashley. (laughs) So talk to us a little bit about COVID and how things went with the quarantine where you were. Oh, that feels like ages ago. (laughs) Two years, two years, over two years, years, but Mm -hmm. it feels like, forever um that was hard that was I will not lie that is probably one of the hardest times that I've had with dance um I was doing Instagram lives every day thank goodness for the internet um Mm -hmm. it was interesting I felt like um we were all feeling a little bit alone in that time Mm -hmm. um I am so grateful for the internet though I feel like it helped bring us together I struggled a lot with, um, I think, I want to say, like, almost comparing myself to how I was before Mm -hmm. um, COVID. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was just like, I'm declining. I was like, this is it. This is the end. I'm going to be dancing in my living room for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really discouraging at times, but um, something that helped really was, doing these Instagram lives, bringing together community, um, talking to people on FaceTime, on the internet. It, I feel like that's one of the things that kept me going because we all felt so isolated. Um, and that is never how I feel like we should be, especially as ballerinas. 
in like in particular we are already pretty alone in our um profession I feel like it's definitely less teamwork than um if you're at a competitive studio um because it is you are your only competition you know you're the one going on stage doing your own variation all the time pretty much um so it was already tough to feel alone and then to really be isolated from even my classmates that I love taking classes with in person um yeah that was a little little tough (laughs) yeah absolutely and it goes back to that idea of connection and um connection playing a pretty big role in our ability to sustain the um the like I said before the heavy weight of dance in general because it is such a high pressured environment so being able to bounce that off of others is is very helpful and I agree that was a huge challenge for a lot of dancers one thing that you brought up though that did it doesn't get enough airtime and I think is really important is the idea of dancers comparing themselves to their previous self versus we often talk about comparisons like to other dancers in the room but it's actually it's very common especially for again going back to the pre-professional dance level um that dancers are comparing themselves especially to their like prepudescent self a lot of times like those years where the body just naturally changes obviously a very natural biological process that needs to happen for our strength our health and uh, so much more um but a lot of dancers will fall into habits of comparing themselves to for for example the body they had prior to those changes and this is why we see a lot of rates of disordered eating even eating disorders spike um towards those later teenage years. So you bring up a really good point, you know, how can we move away from even not just comparing ourselves to other dancers in the room, but comparing ourselves to our previous selves, even in a situation where it's like we're dancing less, like with the quarantine. Yes, I could not agree with that more. I am one who does look back on videos of myself, guilty of it. Mm. Um, It's a really hard habit to break. Sometimes I do look back and it's, it's normal to feel sad that my body can't do that anymore. I think that's a healthy um, emotion to feel, to feel, okay, like my body maybe can't be as flexible as that before, but look, I'm healthy. I can dance. My body works. Um, I am in a good place in life right now. Like, yeah, like my body was very different back then, but look at what I can do now. I have different strengths and stuff now that my body has changed and matured. Yes, 100%. And um, even for myself, you know, now being 32, after having two kids, I am not dancing nearly as much as I danced a decade ago. And seeing what I was able to do a decade ago versus what I can do now, there is a certain level of grief that we experience. And I agree, you know, coming to terms with that is something that's really important. We don't want to just ignore that. But at the same time, and what I want to bring out here is like, you're also what else are you gaining from that time like you're gaining so much not even just as a dancer but like as a human being you know what i mean like whether it's like your social life your family relationships and so forth so which leads me to my next question you're now at ucla how are you you know maintaining balance really as a dancer and moving through life yes um balance is my number one priority in life 
that is definitely something I struggled with before. Um, there was a little bit of imbalance in prioritizing dance so much that I didn't have a social life um, right. to the extent that I wanted to. Um, now it's it's going really well. Awesome. <laughs> I'm taking classes, um, ballet classes three times a week. Um, I still try to go to the gym every day. It's I need my body to move. If not, yeah. I like can't sleep at night. I'm a little like, oh, I need to go like jump rope or like do something fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've really tried to make exercise something fun for me to do. Um, and the first quarter here with ballet, I will definitely say it was hard um, because I had just come back from an injury and I had a little bit of a negative outlook on my body, what it could do at the moment. Um, and coming back to also a school that I wasn't used to the teachers and stuff, that was a big change for me. Um, And I did not like ballet for a quick minute there. I Mm -hmm. had a very hard time being like, so what am I training for? Like, what is my next goal? Why am I taking these classes? Am I doing it just because my friends are in these classes? Or is it because I really love ballet? And last quarter was such a cool moment for me there was one day I just was like, I am preventing myself from loving what I'm doing because I'm comparing myself to what I used to be able to do. And I was like, look, I love ballet. Like, no matter if I get to perform on a stage right now or whatever I'm working for, like, I love moving my body and I love being in these classes and I love the barn, like the little, I just love doing tondus. Like, I was just finding joy in the little things. And yeah. that joy of dancing came back, which was really cool. So now I'm just, I'm really happy in my classes um, and I have a great balance of doing academics and taking really cool classes. I'm actually taking a management class, um, which is my first like major class. I'm a biz econ major. Um, mm. So that was very exciting for me this quarter. Um, it's only week one here, so yeah. I'm still getting used to it. Um, but the past quarters have been great as well. I loved all my teachers. I met really cool people. I have a really good balance of um, dance friends and school friends and they're all merging together which is amazing yeah that's amazing and I definitely can relate college life I started my college career as a dance major and ended up shifting to actually majoring in nutrition and dietetics hence why I'm why I'm here now doing this um but I agree (laughs) you know this um need of I also experienced a time where like ballet just when I, when I didn't know what I was going for, like if there wasn't like this performance to work for, I was questioning like, what am I, what am I doing this for? It took me time to realize that, and it sounds like you had a similar situation. It took me time to realize that like, I can dance and I can do ballet just because it makes me feel happy. Like yes. just because it makes me feel good and it makes me feel happy. And that's okay too. Yes. I love that. Yeah, that's such a good moment. It was such a good moment for me. I don't know what the future of ballet holds, um, but I still want to continue doing it no matter what the situation is. Right now, of course, I feel like I'm a little more focused on my academics, but I am definitely keeping ballet as one of my priorities here. Yes, that's awesome. I experience a very similar situation. So I, I love relating about that. Yeah. Um, well, my final, my final question to you is, and I think this would be really cool to hear about your perspective now as a college student who is, you know, still, like you said, wanting to keep a foot in the dance world, wanting to keep a foot in um, the general world as well, just for that balance. How would you define what it means to be the healthy dancer? 
Um, I would really say to have a good balance. That mm. is something I wish I would have started doing earlier in my um, dance career and in my social life. Um, your friends are the people who are going to cheer you on. Your family's always going to be there for you. So invest time in them. Invest time in the people you love because at the end of the day, that's who you have to cheer you yeah. on and push you forward. Yes. Oh, Ashley, thank you so much. Your insight was so beautiful tonight. I loved hearing about everything you had to say and I loved connecting with you. Yes. I'm so glad we finally got to meet.